Cerca di contrastarlo Juan Jesus, il tocco di Esciarawi, cerca il colpo di tacco, attenzione Nainggolan, riesce a mantenere il possesso di palla, palla sulla destra verso Bruno Perez, avanza Samir davanti a lui, ancora Bruno Perez cerca spazio, il tocco è arretrato è per Strottman, lancia in area di rigore per Nainggolan, tira go, go, go! Hello and welcome to the first Roma Press podcast of the new year of 2018. Happy New Year to uh, to all of our listeners out there. I'm James Goodison, production and content manager of Roma Press. I'm joined, as always, by John Solano, Roma Press's editor. It's been a little while since um, we've been done one of these. Holidays seem to catch up with everyone. But surprisingly, for you know, almost the first time I can remember, Serie A didn't take a break, really. Uh, we've been having games left, right and centre. Just to run through uh, a couple of the matches that we'll be talking about, uh, the most recent form is something certainly to discuss. Uh, Roma drew with Chievo. They then beat uh, Cagliari 1-0, lost to Torino in the Coppa Italia round of 16, lost 1-0 to Juventus, drew 1-0 with Sassuolo, and their next game is against Atalanta at the weekend. And of course, we also have to talk about the Champions League draw because we haven't uh, we haven't had a chance to discuss that yet. But all in good time, John. That's I've just listed five matches. In that, you've got two draws, two losses, and a one-nil win. Uh, thoughts on the recent form? Has have the wheels sort of fallen off? Roma over the past couple of weeks? Uh, you could certainly say so that that's been the case. It's, you know, to see where they went or, you know, where they were previously, especially in the Champions League and their league form, it's almost like they've fallen off a cliff. Um, their form is incredibly worrying. The individual performances, incredibly worrying uh, for me as well. Um, the manager, uh, his inability to uh, to make some changes, also incredibly worrying. So there are some definite concerns. Um, you know, a lot of people are pointing to to it being January uh, with the the transfer market window being open. Uh, today's January third, so it's actually the the first day it's open in Italy. So. Uh, you know, a lot of people are pointing to that as a potential, uh, I guess you could call it a saving grace. But um, to me, the, the, the problems with this team right now go beyond individuals. It's it's a collective problem. It's a problem with the manager. I think anyone can see that. I, you know, I've tweeted a number of times that, you know, this is really, really, really reminiscent of when uh, Rudy Garcia, uh, you know, started initially running into problems for those you know, who don't really recall um, in his first season after Roma had that incredible uh, winning streak to start the season in, in Garcia's first year, uh, the team just almost hit like a roadblock of just not being able to score. Uh, I want to say it hit right around November. So pretty similar to when it started to affect Roma, uh, this Roma. And, you know, they just can't find the back of the net, which is what this team is having Uh, go, which is, you know, what this team is going through right now. They can't score a goal. They can't find the back of the net. Um, 
you know, my my biggest issue, and again, I've tweeted this a number of times, so anyone who follows me knows that this is, you know, something that's been bothering me immensely, uh, is DeFinancesco. He's cited a number of times that it's been bad luck. Um, if you go through his post-match press conferences, out of those five or six matches, he referenced it, he referenced bad luck uh, four or five times, and you know, I, you can certainly cite bad luck. Listen, against Juve, um, Schick should have had the goal. Uh, they hit the post with Florenzi. Of course, that's bad luck. But to me, you know, you know, one or two matches may be a one-off, and you can count it on bad luck. But we're going on a stretch now since the derby against Lazio, uh, you know, over two months ago, where this team just, they're not performing an attack. Something is not working. And Di Francesco has yet to figure that out. It, it just seems like they're throwing stuff against the wall in the hopes that something will just change, which uh, it, it's it's not going to happen like that. We saw with Spalletti, uh, he was willing to change formation, change approach uh, when you know he ran into trouble like this. So, you know, I, I want to give Di Francesco a chance. Uh, you know, by no means does this mean I want him sacked. By no means does this mean that, uh, you know, I've lost my, uh, you know, affection for him. He's a, he's a good manager. We've seen what he's done in the first portion of this season, and this is his first stumbling block. Listen, he for what he's accomplished up to this point, um, he absolutely unequivocally deserves the chance to see it out. Uh, I, you know, I've seen a couple of people calling for him to be sacked, which, you know, in my opinion, is ludicrous. Um, I don't know Spalletti or you know some of the other previous managers get Roma out of the group uh, like Di Francesco did. So. Um, you know, let's all take a step back a little bit. They have an important match this weekend against Atalanta, um, who just beat Napoli in the Coppa Italia. So they, you know, they they went full go in that match. So they're going to be tired coming into this match while Roma have had an entire week off. So absolutely have to get the result um, and absolutely have to score more than one goal. Uh, it's not going to get it done anymore. If you look at Roma's recent results, I mean, James... Uh, can you dive how far back that when the last match was that they scored two, more than one goal in a match? Yeah, I can. Um, it was all the way back on the 1st of December um, when we beat Spal 3-1. And Spal got a red card in that. I'm not sure if you remember. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's, that's sort of where we're at, a real problem. And I, if you look at the table now as well, everyone was going on maybe a month ago about how close uh, the Serie A table was and Roma was certainly a part of that. We were, I feel like for most of the season, we've sort of been two good results away from being top of the top of the table. Do you know what I mean? Like a big a big right. result against right. someone like Juventus or Napoli and then someone else drops points somewhere else. Um, that's sort of where uh, we were. I'm looking at it now. We're nine points behind. Nine points. I mean, with a the match in hand. hand. Yeah, I, but right. it's against that's Sampdoria. That's still heavy. I, I agree. Sick. I agree. Yep, um, that's, and I think it's, that this is, where, this is where... Roma fall down every single season. It's winter, and and uh, you know they haven't they haven't um, they've sort of been found out by teams, and they're just not they're not hitting the target. And I'm disappointed because I thought that Roma really turned a corner 
in the Champions League and thought maybe that it would be the same this year. And it's the first year for, I'd argue, five, five or six years that the um, the table's actually been open and there's been a, a lot of contenders. It's certainly the most open top five league in Europe, um, you know, but even Absolutely. now it's just looking like a two-horse race between Napoli and Juventus. That was that like that last year. And then Juventus, yeah. of course, pushed through. So they yeah. bottled it. This I, is, I think that the recent form has, has given, you know, pretty much ruled them out of any sort of title contention. And as is often the way, Roma will finish in the Champions League spots by the skin of their teeth. And we go again next year. Yeah, they, uh, listen, they, uh, you know, you know, the first mention of Scudetto, it seems like Roma just let themselves down, let the fans down. Um you know, it's one thing, you know, if you look at Roma's results, and again, this is another thing I tweeted, you know, it's one thing to lose against the top tier sides. You know, uh, if you look at Roma's losses, they've only lost against, in the league, they lost um, against Juve, Inter, and Napoli. So, obviously, those are the three teams in front of them. That, you know, that's fine. Um, I have no qualms with that whatsoever. If you're going to drop points, um, dropping them to the top sides, that's, you know, no, no, no problem for me. I mean, obviously, you're going to be disappointed, but um, it is what it is. Those teams are at the top of the table, uh, and they deserve to be so. So it's not like they're poor teams that they're dropping points to. But my issue comes when they drop points to the provincial sides. You cannot be dropping points to Kievo. You cannot be dropping points at home to Sassuolo. That can't, that can't happen. Um, Absolutely. You're leaving so many opportunities on the table. And ultimately, in the second portion of the season, which is going to um, kick off this weekend, you know, at the end of the table or at the end of the season, you, you tend to regret the points that you dropped in the first half of the season. And I hate to say it, but that's the way it's going right now for Roma. You you just can't drop points to these provincial sides. Uh, you know, if if we look at the draw against Genoa, you look at the draw against Chievo, you look at the draw um, against, who did they just draw to? Sassuolo. So, I mean, that's six points right there. Um I mean, even if you get one or two of those to go your way, uh, th that's a big swing considering you have the match in hand. So, listen, it, it's massively disappointing, especially the Genoa results. Um, anyone who watched that, um, uh, to have that sending off with that Aussie, inexcusable, um, absolutely pathetic on his part. Um, you know, anyone who follows me knows I'm – very, very, very hard in data. I'll see. And yeah, I have to say this each time, but it's nothing personal. Um, I, I mean, I, I have a signed shirt of his hanging up in my office. It's it's not personal whatsoever. It's just the expectations for him are far and above what it should be for any other player, whether it's fair or unfair. He's the captain. He's been at this club for a decade, over a decade. Um you can't have your captain doing that. He cost Roma the result. He cost Roma two points. Um, he had a terrible error against Napoli that led to a goal. That was three points right there. Um, he had another mistake against Juve. Uh, his mistake led to the corner kick where Juve scored. So I'm not blaming Dedalsi solely for those results, but he had a huge hand. So... You know, as I said, this is—it's uh, more of an—it's more of a problem of the collective. But 
you know, they need their individuals to step up because, I mean, if we look at the calendar, um, these next two to four three weeks games absolutely are, four huge games coming. Yes, up. they're vitally important. And just for those who don't know, Atalanta at home on Saturday, Inter away. Um, after now that is the after break, break. After that's the break. Atalanta. Yeah, so. Uh, Atalanta at home on Saturday. Then we come back from the break. Inter away. Three days later, Sampdoria away in the game in hand. Four days after that, Sampdoria at home. So these these three games, four games, uh, and especially the three after the international break are huge for, for Roma. Not just for keeping up with the leaders because I think that's slipped now. But if, if there's a poor run of results here, if Sampdoria get you know, six points from Roma over four days. They're in big trouble. Big trouble. They're in huge trouble, especially if you look at, look at who Roma are in the race for a Champions League place with. Um, I, you know, in my opinion, uh, Napoli, Juve, almost certainties. So you have two Champions League positions between Inter, Roma, Lazio. Um, if you look at Lazio's schedule, uh, far more kind, far more forgiving uh, especially their next three matches um, when you compare it to Roma's they have Spal they have Kievo and then they have Udinese so um, in my opinion those are probably three victories um, the Udinese may be a bit of a question mark considering their recent form but if Roma drop points Lazio are right there yeah. um, and I hate Two to admit points that behind. but that's it yeah and you know one slip up and Roma could see themselves in fifth spot. So um, now is not the time for them to continue with this poor form. They, they just have to get out of it. There's no, uh, there's no question about it. They, they cannot continue like this. Um, scoring one goal in a match um, like they've been doing for almost two months now, it, it's just not going to cut it anymore. Um, Another get. I think we need to also talk a bit more about. This Coppa Italia round of 16 defeat to Torino. The Coppa Italia, like I think, I think the Scudetto was always unlikely this season. Certainly gone now. The Coppa Italia is one actual tournament they they could have had a chance in. They're knocked out now. That means the last time they actually won a major trophy was a decade ago because they won't win one this season. And last time it was the Coppa Italia 2007-2008 season. So 10 years ago now. Um, it's, 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 getting, it's getting a bit uh, embarrassing, really. Yeah, and the, the most disappointing part is they, they have nine Coppa Italia um, uh, trophies. Uh, one more and they get a silver star above the crest, which everyone seems to talk about. Now, maybe it's lost a bit of its luster because uh, Juve... Uh, were the first to do that. Roma actually had the opportunity to be the first ones with the Silver Star um, in the entire uh, Serie A, but they they let that slip away. So um, I was massively disappointed. I was angry, to be quite frank. Um, You know, sometimes uh, it's hard to put down the fan perspective of things when I'm, you know, writing stuff for the website. Um, You know, sometimes I let my anger, you know, drip into some of the tweets that we have uh which is you know obviously unfair but that that was a huge opportunity missed torino were playing a completely weak inside now granted roma they had some uh second choice players in there as well 
But, I mean, if you look at uh, who who Torino put out there, um, that defense had two guys, um, two out of the four um, in the back line, I believe were 35 or older. I'd have to check on Moretti. I think he's either 36 or 37, and Molinaro is uh, roughly 35, give or take. Um, uh, to not be able to score more than one goal against that defense is – to me, just completely baffling. And granted, Roma did not have their strongest side out there. Um, their entire defense was second-choice players, but those four players are better than any of the four uh, players in defense that Torino had out there. So it it is not good right now. There's a lot that's not working. Um, the midfield is just as broken as the attack. Uh, and, and there's so much that needs to be fixed. I, I just worry that it's almost too much to be fixed in a matter of a week. And I fear uh, against Atalanta, we're going to see a similar performance, similar approach to what we saw against Sassuolo. But, um, you know, fingers crossed. I, I mean, the only way that Roma are going to get out of this um, is on their own. Um, they're going to have to do it on their own accord. They're going to have to get out of this. You know, uh, Munchie can, you know, bring in as many players as he like, but um, if if the tactics, if the approach isn't working, um, it doesn't matter who he brings in. It's not, it's not going to fix this. You know, we could point to five to ten different things that aren't working, why they're not working. Um, we can point to individuals who aren't working, but as I've maintained, this is a collective problem. This is a collective issue, and um, Di Francesco has a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, so, so we're just going to have to see. But I, I agree with you. For them to, to lose that match in the Coppa Italia is inexcusable. It was their only chance at, at some silverware this season. And given what we've seen from Napoli, who clearly have – put the league in front of everything else. They've dropped out of the Copa Italia as of yesterday. Um, they didn't advance in the Champions League. Juve, um, in my opinion, they're a bit thinner in depth this year, uh, particularly in the midfield. Um, in my opinion, I would think if it came down to one of the competitions that they couldn't care less about, it would be the Copa. And then you have Inter, who, again, um, they're having problems in, with their depth. Uh, they were knocked out by Milan. So uh, it was there for the taking for Roma. Uh, it, it really was. And for them to sort of um, toss that opportunity away yeah. uh, just so nonchalantly is extremely, extremely disappointing. Milan, Lazio, Juve. They're the three teams still in it that you'd argue would be, you know, at least semi-finalists unless they meet before. Yeah, and I mean, if you take just those names, I, I mean, Roma is the second best, right? I mean, um, yeah. So sure. if, I mean, if if it came down to it, um, and if I'm not mistaken, I Juventus I have think, Torino, Milan play Lazio. Right. Um, so so Roma would have faced Juve. So I mean, if they somehow could have, uh, you know, miraculously pulled out a result against Juve, um, I mean, you would like to at least think that they walked to the final. Yeah. Um, sure. And who knows? Maybe they could have faced Lazio again, which would have, you know, that's always exciting. So th they definitely let an opportunity go to go by the wayside, and that, in my opinion, is inexcusable and. 
uh, you know, I, I think the team in that moment deserved every bit of stick, every bit of criticism that that was thrown their way. Um, you know, a lot of people disagreed, but you know, for them to drop that match um, against the Torino side with just such poor quality uh, from from the midfield to the defense, it, you know, there's no excuse for that. Agreed. And now for, I believe, the third time, um, we would like to welcome onto the podcast Alessandro Austini. Um, you can find him on Twitter, uh, as always, and you can find his work at Il Tempo. Uh, Sandro, how are you? Hello, hello, everybody. Always a pleasure. Can speak with you. How are you? I, I'm doing great. Um, a, a lot better than Roma are doing at the moment. So, um the team is not in a good moment. It's um, a very um, particular moment right now for the team on and off the pitch. So what do you think is the biggest problem right now with Roma? Do you think it's um, a, a problem with the collective? Do you think it's a problem with Di Francesco? Or do you think it's just the team is... Um, they're not as concrete uh, in attack anymore. What What do you think has been the problem uh, since really the derby against Lazio? I could use uh, to answer just two words, two simple words. Winning mentality. For me, that's the problem. But not only now, but till a lot of years. Because you know that Roma... Uh, did well from September to December, a lot of time in, in the last years, no? You remember the starting with Garcia of that season, 2013-14, with 10 straight wins, and then four, four matches tied. Yep, uh, yes. And then the, 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 year uh, the, the year after, the season after, uh, the same. Uh, Roma was at top of the league in January, winning in Udine, and then uh, a lot of tied matches, and only 70 points at the end of the season. So we we saw that movie, <laughs> all the same old movie, boring movie, is <laughs> repeating this year. Uh, uh, so uh, there are a lot of problems. You. You mentioned like uh, uh, tactical system, uh, concreteness is, is the right word. It's not yes. concrete, the, the team behind uh, the goal. But um, I think the, the real big problem is in the head of this team. Uh, and it not, depend of, not depends of uh, the players, uh, the single players, because we, we're talking about two different teams. With Garcia, there was Gerbino, Iturbe, uh, Totti, uh, and Benatia, Maicon. Now we have Florenzi, Marlas, Nangolan, Dzeko. But the, the, uh, the result is the same. Roma is, is a good, good team. It's a very good team at the, the top of, uh, of the league from... Uh, Four years, but it's not a winning team. For me, the, this is the the real problem. Uh, I don't know how the club can change it. 
today Monchi went to the dressing room to to speak with the team, with the players. He was very uh, hard in, in he said to to them that who cannot win uh, can go away when he wants. Right. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to find a solution, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So so I was going to, to interrupt you. Um, I, I wanted to tweet this out, but um, I get told I'm too harsh and I'm too mean at times. So I didn't tweet it up. But um, so we. we we had that story, like everyone else, that that Munchie said, you know, if you don't have a you know winning mentality, uh, you can leave whenever you want. Um, it, it, this might sound um, maybe a little hard, but to me, uh, you could sell half of the squad because I think there are so many without a winning mentality. Um, you know, I, I say, you know, I get a lot of um, grief for this, but you know, you have guys like Derossi who. We saw what he did against Genoa, and you know it's just things like that. Um, I don't know how you can have your captain, how you can have the leader of your team, doing things like this and expect to win things. Is that is that fair to say, or is that just maybe um, a, a, a singular moment that happened to Didossi? He lost his head. Um, or do you think that that what he did is more of a reflection of the group? Because in my opinion, um, I think what he did was um, an indictment on on the team. You would never see anybody at Juve do that, in my opinion. Mm -mm, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I cannot translate uh, a phrase that represents perfectly what what happens. Uh, Roma. Do not have il dovere di vincere. How do you say it? Uh, dovere is you must win. Okay. Right. You have the, to win. Play, yeah. yeah right. You have to win. The, uh, players uh, do not think I have to win every day in every single train, in every single shot during the games, in every single penalty. Uh, if you remember Perotti, no? Uh, yes. In every single corner, De Rossi. In every <laughs> single night at home, Nangolan, no? I, I can do a lot of examples. Yeah, but the uh, thing that bothers me most is uh, De Rossi just gave um, an interview a week ago where he talked about winning and how Conte um, with the Azzurri was the yeah, one who taught yeah. him what winning meant. And um, he, that also he said that Conte basically told him, you don't win in matches, you win in training, you win um, with how you behave, you win with um, how you prepare before a match. It's things like that. They don't, um, Roma don't do that in my opinion. They don't, they're missing that. Yeah, you need that Conte tell, tell it to you. <laughs> it's, it's very strange that the Rossi need to hear that phrase from Conte, no? I, I think it's very strange because he heard that almost um, uh, 12, 13 years into his career. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most worrying part to me that um, he found out what it took to win um, in 2016. Um, that's that's weird to me. Yeah. That that the, what he said yeah, yeah. was just bizarre. And 
uh, this might and sound then harsh. There is a, uh, uh, yeah, there is there is a lot of frustration in the city, uh, and here it's difficult to stay away from this frustration. No, mm-hmm. if you I... play in Roma, you feel it. You feel it every day. So you need winning mentality. Right. To, to go now, so, right. so it, it, uh, it's weird and it's strange, frustration. Huh. What we have to do? Yeah. <laughs> we have to wait <laughs> and hope. Wait and hope. Yeah, hope. Wait and so see. So, does this Roma remind you of Garcia's Roma then, um, in any ways? Because to me, I, I see many similarities, um, but you may disagree. Uh, sorry, I don't know. Don't oh, sorry. So, um, does this Roma uh, of this season does it um, does it remind you of some of the, the the teams we saw under Garcia? Because to me, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. they look I, very, I told, very similar. Yeah, yeah. I told you before. I was remembering about the first season with Garcia on the bench, with a, a great start, the best start in the history of Serie A, with ten wins, and then four games tied. Uh, and then 70, 17 points behind Juventus uh, and, and Roma at the at the end of the season uh, was the the best Juventus ever uh, with one hundred one points. So it was incredible what that you did. But Roma, remember me? This Roma, remember me? Absolutely. Right. The, the Garcia's team, yeah. Uh, it's very sad to say it, but it's true. Very sad. Um, and given where we are now, um, the transfer market is open. Uh, in my opinion, I, I don't think whoever Monchi brings in, I, I don't think that's going to fix things. I don't think um, that will cure the sickness that Roma have right now. But despite that, what do you think they will do in January or what can they do in January? Because um, it seems like there's very limited options out there, in my opinion. Uh, there is no budget, first of all. To buy Henshi has to create this budget. Selling someone is the only way to, to buy a great player. Right. No, so I think if 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 there will be some offers, some big offers for a player, Monchi can think about it to change in one or two positions. But in January, usually, it doesn't happen. So I think January we we will see a transfer market without big transfers, entering and selling. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and I I had a couple people tell me, well, why can't they just use the money that they got from the market pool with Napoli um, uh, being mm. eliminated in the Champions League? There, um, there are not a lot of money, eh? yeah. Right. You have, to, you, have, you have to consider that when you go to the second stage of Champions League, you have to pay a lot of bonuses to the, right, the single to the players. players. No. Yep. So exactly. So. Mm-mm. And we have to remember too. Um, it's uh, this club still has some problems with their books. Uh, they need the profit 
that they can get. Um, I mean, everybody has to remember um, Palota, Zeka. Um, these guys are hedge fund guys. Um, first hmm. and foremost, you know, a lot of people might not like to hear that, but um, th- that's that's who they are. Um, you know, the, that's the cloth they're cut from, so to speak. So, um, so to end this, do you think they will do anything in January, or do you think they will stay as they are? If you just had a guess, I, if I have to bet, I, I can say you Skorupski moving somewhere, and the second goalkeeper coming. Maybe this is the the transfer that Monchi can do. Castan going anywhere in Brazil? Maybe, don't know, but. Mm, what else? Mm, I think that the, the, the big changes will be in uh, in the summer windows of the transfer markets when, for me, Monchi could change a lot of this team because he's studying Roma in this first season here. He understands a lot of things during the season. And then, for me, Monchi can build the first really true Monchi's Roma in next year, for next year, for me, eh? my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. And sorry, what, I promise, one last one. Um, every year in Roma, they, they tend to sell a big player. Um, who, who do you think it'll be this summer? Um, I said Manolas, um, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, who do you think, if you if you just had a bet? If, if you have to say three names, okay? I say you say to you Emerson because you you paid uh, just three millions for him and you can sell for a lot more. The, right. This guy, yeah, for a lot more, yeah, like twenty millions euros, something like that. Uh, and maybe about well, Manolas is possible, yes, or Kevin Strotman because he's here from. A lot of years, and maybe after he wants to change. I suppose the Strathman want to to try anything else in a, in another league like Premier League, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. That. Yeah. Uh, with the legs he's shown this season, though, oh, he has been so poor. Um. He is really. He is. Um. For me, he has really, really struggled. Um. But it, you could be right. I, any of those players, in my opinion, um, I, I would not be shocked if they left. Um, all right. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Sandro. I, I, we appreciate the time, as always. Um, everyone, follow him on Twitter. One of the most informed people you, you can follow. Um, he is at A-L-E-A-U-S-8-1 on Twitter. Again, everybody, Sandro Austini, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, John. Take care. Bye. Take care. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Yes, thank you very much, Alessandro. This is the Roma Press podcast. John, one final question for you. One final topic I think we should touch on before uh, we sign off. Let's talk about the Champions League draw because we discussed that in earnest um, last time we were on the podcast. It hadn't happened yet. And we highlighted uh, Sevilla, Shakhtar, Basel as the sort of teams that we'd hope to get. We sort of hit the middle of the road with Shakhtar, but um, reasons to be cautious 
as well because of their performances against Napoli and Manchester City, not to mention playing in Ukraine. What's your thoughts on the draw and do you think Roma are going to get out of this? Well, um, considering where they were in the draw, you know, for anyone who, you know, doesn't remember um, to roughly a month ago when the draw came out, um, there were three teams left when when Roma, when it was Roma's turn to pick out of the pot. And two of the three teams were uh, uh, Real Madrid and Bayern and Shakhtar. So um, Roma had a two and three chance of easily getting eliminated and for them to draw Shakhtar is fantastic frankly um I really you you won't hear any complaints from me um whatsoever about that draw um relative to what it could have been however uh, you know obviously Shakhtar famed for that Brazilian contingent that they seem to have year after year after year um there's actually still a couple of players left on their side um, from the from the Shakhtar side that dismantled uh, Roma um, when they played uh, roughly seven, eight years ago. Um, and I actually happen to have been in attendance for when they when they played at the Olimpico. Um, Shakhtar um, ran circles around Roma. I still have nightmares of uh, John Anarisa just falling on his ass and uh, Roma conceding a goal off of that. So... Uh, you know, you, you certainly have to be weary of them. They're they're a good side. They're they've got speed. Uh, you know, technically they're sound, but I mean, just man for man. Um, you know, if you can't beat Shakhtar um, and you're a big Italian side, frankly, you don't deserve um, uh, to make it far into the competition at all. Um, uh, you know, just going player for player. I mean, Roma and midfield and attack defense uh, they're just better now Shakhtar certainly have a lot of speed on the wings uh, uh the Brazilian Bernard is still there everyone's favorite um prospect from the 2014 World Cup um when everyone said he was a done deal to Arsenal but uh he's uh he's in the side um they've they've got another Argentine who's really really good a player I really really like uh Facundo Ferreira um he's very very strong um but other than that I mean they don't have many individuals who who worry me um the biggest concern is obviously going to be Roma if they continue in the fashion that they're in right now, uh, scoring goals. I mean, if you know, if you're not able to get some sort of result away from home, um, then, then you're in big trouble. I, I've always maintained that the recipe to to advance in the Champions League is if you can't win uh, in the first leg away from home, um, at least get a goal. I, I, in my opinion, two to one is one of the best results you can get if you're not able to get a victory. Um, so if if Roma can at least perform decent um, away from uh, away from Italy, I, I think they have a pretty good shot at advancing. Um, I mean, what do you think, James? I, I mean, as far as the draw itself went, um, no complaints for me whatsoever. I, I am, as I said, a little cautious, but um, they really should have no problems. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it really depends on uh, what, how G. Francesco comes back from this break and what Roma we see after this break. 
I don't I don't think there's going to be any big um, like as we were talking to Alessandra just there I don't think that any of the big players will leave in January I think that Di Francesco needs to come back and if Roma hit the ground running then I think they'll be okay but I I do accept Shaka, Shakhtar's uh, ability to knock Roma out because I think that they could do it and it stinks of Roma it's prime Roma to lose to Shakhtar after an amazing performance in the group against Chelsea Atletico etc um, so I can imagine I, can, I think it's a difficult fixture but I think that Roma Roma could pull it out of the bag like you said an away goal is uh, one of the most important parts of knockout Champions League football I've always imagined since uh, Roma qualified that we would get an easy team uh, not that Shakhtar is easy but I think the best way of describing them is not by any means the worst team to get I think that we'll we'll end up uh, beating them and then we'll crash out to someone like Real Madrid in the next round. That's how I sort of see it all going down. And uh, I you know, I hope that we'll we'll get past them because raising the brand of Roma is one of the most important things they need to do. And a quarterfinal in the Champions League in a spirited, you know, game where they really push one of the biggest sides for their money would uh, would do very nicely for them this season. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if they bring someone in to the side this winter, um, that could even tip the scales for the Champions League. Um, just to touch upon what Sandro um, said briefly on the transfer market, um, guys, to be quite honest, I, I don't see them doing a whole lot. Um, I mean, I've I've had people ask me about Torreira. That, that won't happen. Um, we... We, you know, I, I talked to his agent for the last six, seven months. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday. He seems destined for Spain. Um, Roma had their chance to get him in the summer, and they passed it up. Um, they, they dropped the ball with that one, in my opinion. They, they There was a clear opportunity to sign him, and they missed it. Um, uh, other people are suggesting names like Bedell, um, Fiorentina. A uh, good player, in my opinion. He's better than Gonalons. He's better than Derossi. I do think he would raise the side. He's out of contract in the summer. Um, certainly a good player. I don't think Fiorentina are going to be wanting to, to deprive themselves of him. Uh, they're actually doing pretty well. They're going to want to make a push for a uh, Europa League spot. So, um, you know, in, unless he pushes for a move, which he very may well do, um, you know, in in the uh, in the summer, there was a possibility for him to come as well. Uh, in fact, he actually changed agents um, in April. Um, he switched from a Croatian agent to uh, to Alessandro uh, Lucci, who's a, a very well-renowned um, Italian agent. So I, I do think um, a potential move for him is on the table. But like Sandro said, um, you know, a lot of people tend to overlook that you know once um once a club makes it into the knockout stages any money they may be garnering from that you know a lot of it is going to the players it's going to their contracts it's going to bonuses so um you know i let's be patient with january i frankly i'm not expecting anything um if they do make a move i do think it'll be something small um i think the fireworks uh will really start to go off in the summer but as I said earlier, you know, there's not a lot Roma can do um, in order to sort of right this ship. 
um, with the magic, uh, you know, with the magic wand um, by bringing a player in. They're going to have to um, they're going to have to sort this out themselves uh, as constructed. And, you know, what? Let, let's hope they're able to do that because they can't keep up like this. And, you know, in my opinion, what they showed earlier in the season, they absolutely deserve uh, Champions League football next season. Um, and it would be just a huge, huge shame. Um, if they fail to qualify in the Champions League uh, in Serie A this season, um, uh, to me it would have just massive negative implications. So, uh, fingers crossed. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much, John. That's all we have time for today on this AS Roma Press podcast. I've been James Goodison. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes so you can get the new one dropped right onto your phone when it comes out. We'll be releasing a winter break special bonanza etc with lots of guests so make sure you stick around for that. Until next time, Happy New Year.